You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, Episode 62, Unanswering. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, especially if you're joining us for the first time. This podcast is an adventure in the mind of overachievers and overthinkers. To explore how we got stuck, how we stay stuck, how to outsmart our brains, and it's all by thinking differently. I attended the best CME conference ever called Brave Enough. The name says it all, right? It can be imperfect, incomplete, broken, repaired, repairing, wanting more, have it all, all at the same time, and be welcome. A conference created by female physicians, for female physicians, and it was phenomenal. Truly, like so much I want to talk about it, this is not a paid endorsement. Braveenoughconference.com, absolutely amazing, if you want more information. Next, football. My son, high school senior at a small school, football's a big deal. And last night, it was a big deal. The team is three and one. We're so excited. My son said recently, we're going to state, mom. (laughs) One more thing, a shout out to Amelia, who kindly suggested letting you know that I have a new website. Brand new, super fun, lots of information in a very simple and digestible form. GeorgeMDCoaching.com. You can sign up for a complimentary discovery call. You can sign up for the email newsletter. You can just go check it out. GeorgeMDCoaching.com All right, let's get started. I love the one word titles today, unanswering. And it's exactly like how it sounds. For high achievers, overachievers, I think you're in for a treat. Because we're talking about leaving things undone, unattended to, incomplete, big things, little things, simple things. Try to walk by a pile of laundry or the dogs who want to be fed, new text messages, emails, phone calls, right when you're in the middle of things, a phone call that needs to be made. Take any one of those and think for a moment. When it comes to your awareness and something or someone wants your attention, is it just a notice, or does it evoke something within you? Like what comes to mind? How do you feel? And what do you do? Do you pause and think, oh, I got to stop and just take care of it? Do you tell yourself, it's just going to take a minute? Do you think, oh, I can't let it go. I can't leave it like that. I have to get it done before I can relax. Or is it simply no problem? One step at a time, it'll be on the list. Where on the list? I don't know. Perhaps you can walk by unfazed and even unnoticing. Serious high five if you can do that. 
The question is, can you leave it unanswered? Like, are you gritting your teeth just thinking about it? Smile. (laughs) We talk about the hard things that don't seem like they should be the hard things. But this is about slaying another one of our own dragons, my friends. Stay with me. How about these examples? Someone asks you to do something. Your child asks for something at the last minute. Or maybe your partner. How about your patient that you adore who has another health concern at the end of the visit you've already run over time? Somebody stops by and say they want to talk to you. Here's my favorite. You're running late in clinic. And then one of the above comes up. How does that feel? The high achiever usually wants to add another thing to do, mentally not a big deal, and maybe feels obligated to do more. Like if you're not running around with your hair on fire, then you must be lazy. Okay, but really the high achiever doesn't need another thing to do. For someone working on a higher calling, can you see how the agenda changes when we answer every request, demand, interruption? Whether it's internal, our brains drive in that train, or it's external. How the agenda becomes what other people want, even well-meaning people. How the agenda becomes trying to calm our own restlessness, our own mind that's out of sorts, and the higher calling lowers in priority, maybe becomes last. It's funny what goes on in our brain, what we think it needs, what it really wants, the amount of time that we spend trying to accomplish that instead of simply ignoring or asking for help or saying no, we just take on more tasks. We believe it has to be us. It can only be us. Why even bring this up? Because it's a growing pain. You either have it or you will (laughs) when you're trying to grow your life. And it's essential to be aware of where the mind goes and how we're being sold that the discomfort is where we need to focus our attention and fix it right away. Rather than to realize the discomfort is us changing. The discomfort is our opportunity to grow and it's really necessary. There's so much in this world that wants our attention wants us to do more, be different, be present more often. And you know what the brain likes? Here's what my brain really likes. No risk, stay safe, seek pleasure, and rest. It also likes to focus on what's around rather than what's going on inside my mind. Unanswering, a marker of growing pains. Here's a simple example. I wake up early most mornings to work on my calling, like building this coaching business, this brand, this belief that we really can do less, and sharing it with other smart people that want to grow their lives. I believe that's how to create impact, joy, and fulfillment. And here's what happens. My brain sees the laundry. Oh, I can just get this started. The dishes from last night, they're looking right at me. The dogs, they want love. And then there's some emails, maybe text messages, Facebook posts to catch up on. You know, that bell that tells you what's new. (laughs) 
if I followed my brain and I started all of the above, it would get taken care of. I'd find five more things to do and then I'm out of time. And notice what didn't happen. A podcast, business emails, follow-up, social media posts, dreaming bigger, collaborating, reaching out to others. That's a pretty serious trade-off, right? Trading my dream of serving others powerfully for a lot of tasks, for the temporary calming of my mind. I know I'm not alone. It's about learning, experiencing discomfort, learning, noticing disappointment, seeing the frustration, and learning to let it be okay. Here's another area that may come up for you. It does for me. If you chart or take notes for work, how about a typo or a series of them? Can you let them go? Or do they catch your attention? Do you have to go back and read it and read it and read it? Like the brain taunting you, reminding you it has to be perfect. So unanswering is really about what to do with all the urges that come up in our mind. The urge for perfection, to please, to do something for instant gratification, to have order and structure and calm all around us. You know, the mind likes to lie to us and say that has to happen for us to get focused. And the urge to avoid the hard stuff, the stuff we're uncertain about, it doesn't come easy, it makes us feel vulnerable. Yep, unanswering. It's an essential skill, one that most people either don't have or don't use. And if you sit back and observe, you will see it very clearly. The busyness, the answering, the people-pleasing. So how do you unanswer? All right, I just tricked you. Because remember from other podcasts, how is the wrong place to start? Start with why. Why do you unanswer? to free up space in your brain, to interrupt the patterns of behavior that are low quality and low yield. They may be pleasurable at the moment, but they are low yield ultimately for your higher calling, for growing your life. It's to get out of the habit of satisfying the brain with what's unnecessary. And it's also to get rid of the belief that the environment dictates how I feel and it has to change for me to be comfortable. It doesn't. Nothing about the environment has to change. I can change my mind. It's also to keep reminding ourselves over and over that there is work that we are called to do. And here's some more whys to start prioritizing yourself, ourselves, our time. Provide space to focus in the zone of genius. Remember that place? We talked about it episode five, playing for the team in the zone. And the zone of genius concept, it's in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's the place of using natural abilities, finding flow and ceaseless inspiration to create work that far surpasses anything others are doing. Like seriously, that was so packed with goodness. Ceaseless inspiration, finding flow, losing track of everything else, and creating work that far surpasses anything else 
that others are doing. When we answer every urge in our mind, every external request, doing the things that others are asking of us, we're doing a lot of stuff and staying busy and very little of it has true meaning. Very little of it is allowing us to operate in our zone of genius. Unanswering. Another aspect of rewiring your mind to define or redefine or narrow down your why and stay true to it and to limit what leaves you time, energy, headspace, money, all incredibly precious resources, taking ownership of you. And when you do, you will spend each of those resources differently and you'll create different relationships. Running out of time will mean that you are in flow and creating rather than running around trying to appease a brain that's uncomfortable with saying no or uncomfortable with leaving things undone. I'm growing my life, which means managing the discomfort of unanswering, prioritizing what's essential, what's important, and then everything else. And this includes the little things like messages or emails or tasks around the house and bigger things too, opportunities, requests, commitments, re-looking them and recategorizing, and moving away from the old belief systems like I can do it all and I should. I remember that should word. <laughs> and moving into the belief that it's either in my zone of genius it's something I want to grow or someone I want to grow with, or it doesn't fit. Here's what we haven't talked about, but need to. Unanswering requires identity change and make no mistake. There is one and there is loss associated with it. Loss of the roles that we used to play and the identity we had attached to them. There may be loss of relationships based on how others respond or react to our constraint, to our growth and change. Loss with how we see ourselves or label ourselves, the friend and the expectations that we used to hold ourselves to, the spouse, the parent, the woman who has, who does. There can be loss of respect and even commentary from others. You used to be so helpful. You've changed. You used to care more or give more. Even from well-intentioned, nice people. Our changes create discomfort for others. I attended a networking event and people asked, well, what do you do? So I responded, I'm a life coach. Silence. Quizzical look, silence, and the discomfort of the silence. Here's what I said. Oh, I'm a doctor too. And you could feel the energy shift. It changed to excitement. Now the person had something they can relate to. And you know, most people have that question about Aunt Sally and her health or some strange pain that happened during a full moon. And here's an opportunity to ask. <laughs> 
Notice how I answered the discomfort, both mine and theirs. Notice the discomfort of the initial unanswering. Rather than allow the silence to be there, I defaulted back to the old comfortable identity. Rather than accept there's no status for the work I do now, at least there was no immediate feedback, no immediate accolades. It may be subtle in this example, but I think it captures it perfectly. My ability to grow my life, my capacity to grow, and the amount of growth that will actually take place occurs in these situations. And there's hundreds of them every week. It's a matter of how much discomfort we can allow and continually keeping sight of and shifting back to that zone of genius. When I'm focused on laundry, I'm not digging deep to find examples that show you opportunities to unanswer. I'm also not digging deeper to look at the value that I give as a life coach for the next time the question comes up. Going back to the example, so I tried it a few more times. I'm a life coach, same thing. Silence, uncertain look. I evolved a little bit. And then I said, I'm a life coach and a doctor and found that people would respond to doctor but had no idea what to say about the life coach part. And I did that because I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want others to be uncomfortable. It's all part of learning. Here's what I say now. I help smart professional women stop overworking, overthinking, and worrying so they can create more joy, more fulfillment, and actually do less. Can you see that identity shift? I met a woman who's amazing and doesn't even know it. She's traveled a difficult path incredibly well and now leads a life with a lot of outward success. And she's paid dearly for it. A lot of learning, growing, figuring things out. And this is before the internet. One of the things we talked about is other people's perceptions of her life now. That she had it so easy. She didn't struggle. She's never struggled. It was given to her. And to be clear, none of it was given to her. Not one penny, not one degree, nothing. She created her life and it took decades of grit. So I asked, what kept you going, especially in those early days when it was hard? Here's the wisdom. I didn't give myself any choice. There was no out. There was no option to quit or fail. Every day, no matter what was going on in her headspace, she got out of bed, took another step forward. And she did this as a single parent with very young children. Such a fun conversation. Like it had so much depth in two hours, it felt like we were old friends just catching up. To have that conversation, I had to unanswer everything else that was competing for my attention. And would you believe that I became a better person after that conversation? That conversation was an experience in joy with her and for her to see how far I've come with my thinking in my life, the questions I ask, the resources I have to offer, and to see the grit that I've demonstrated too, to keep going. It starts with unanswering and some identity shifting and opening up space. What can you unanswer today? And how long can you do it?
Notice when the urges come up to tidy, people please, change the external environment, push away doubt, avoid the work you're meant to do. Notice the amount of time that you spend outside your zone of genius. And as you notice it, decide intentionally, is that really what needs your time, money, attention, or can you do things differently? We're only looking for shifts in mindset that will translate into shifts in what you do or your behavior. Unanswering leads to more freedom for every aspect of your life. And it leads to more depth and clarity as well. It's a practice, one that all of us can master. And it moves our life farther down that road to phenomenal. High five, all my best. I will see you next time. Ciao. Ready to stop overworking, overthinking, and start creating a phenomenal life? I'd love to work with you. Sign up for a discovery call at dinagegeorgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the Work With Me page.